You're listening to The World Is Just A Book Away podcast. I'm James Owens, founder and CEO of The World Is Just A Book Away, a nonprofit organization on a mission to promote literacy and education by developing libraries and programs in disadvantaged communities around the world. For more information about The World Is Just A Book Away, please visit www.wejaba.org. That's W-I-J-A-B-A dot org. My guest today on The World Is Just a Book Away podcast is Sabella Moffat. Sabella is an 18-year-old American high school senior currently living in New Zealand who is raising funds to build her fourth library through The World Is Just a Book Away. In our conversation, Sabella and I discussed what inspired her, as a relatively shy 13-year-old, to begin raising funds for her first library. She describes what it felt like to visit the children who use the library she funded in Indonesia and attend the official opening of her third library with her mother in 2018. Sabella encourages people of any age to take small steps to make the world a better place. Today, I'm really excited to have Sabella Moffat with us today. She's joining us from New Zealand. Welcome, Sabella. Uh, thanks, James. I'm really excited to be a part of this today. Oh, thank you. That's sweet. And I want to share with our listeners that Sabella and I came to know each other because she was friends with my, she was at school with my goddaughter. And she heard about The World Is Just a Book Away. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Sabella, how this how this started? Well, I've always been someone who has just been in love with books. From a very early age, I was always reading. And one day my mom mentioned to me um, something about The World Is Just a Book Away and the amazing work that they do building all the libraries. And at that point, it just really struck me how something that I loved and something that was such a huge factor in my life wasn't something that a lot of people had. Um, yeah. And at that time, Sabella was our youngest person ever to fundraise for a library. I think you were, I believe you were 13 when you started to fundraise for your first library. Is that correct? Yep, 13. I just started sixth grade. Just started sixth grade. And now Sabella is in New Zealand, as I mentioned, about to graduate from high school this coming December. And so you're now 18, Sabella, and you're raising funds for your fourth library, correct? Yeah, I am. It's been quite the journey. So tell us, I think a lot of people... When they think about fundraising, it makes them feel a little nervous or they don't know how to approach it. And what what I find when I share your story with people connected to the world is just a book away is everyone's amazed that you embarked on this journey of raising funds for a library in Indonesia when you were 13 years old. So how exactly did you go about doing that? At the start, I didn't really have much of a game plan. I just had this desire to do something um, and the motivation to just go for it. 
So the very first few weeks, my school during the hot summer months would pass out all these water bottles. And at the end, I'd collect them from everybody, take them to a recycling plant, just collect on the 10 cents, which obviously went quite slowly. But from there, it just grew into bake sales, into flea market. I think fundraising can be intimidating, but what it is really is just small actions that build up. And for me, it was I don't know. It's quite an easy thing. Could you could you repeat what you said? Action step build up. Yeah. So with the fundraising, it wasn't like I had one giant event and was done. It was a little bit every day. So one week I might only manage to fundraise one or two dollars, but the next I might have a really successful bake sale and do a hundred. I think it's all just about sticking with it and having confidence that any progress you make is progress. And yeah. Well, I think, I think many people would be interested to know because now you're an 18 year old raising funds for your fourth library. So there are literally thousands of children who are benefiting from your, your determination. What, what, drives a 13-year-old to embark upon something like this? I just really wanted to help people. And I really wanted to help people specifically get access to books. Because I think when, when I was 13, I was really shy and I had a lot of trouble talking to other people or just stepping out of my comfort zone. And books were really something that helped me through that. So I think when you have this thing that you really base your life around, it gives you, it just gave me a desire to want to spread that thing because I had, I knew firsthand the good that books could do and the impact they make in children's lives. And this past uh, in 2019 on your on your Easter break, you went with your mother to Sidoarjo Eastern Java, Indonesia, which is where the world is just a book away began building libraries. And you opened up the third library that you fundraised for. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that was an amazing experience because for years the fundraising has been remote, so I hadn't been able to see the effects firsthand. But when we went there, I got to actually meet the kids. I got to see the walls and the books, and it just made it all so much more real. And what I really loved about the visit was not just opening the third library and seeing everyone there, but going to visit the second library that I'd fundraised for and just seeing how the libraries had progressed over time and become not just a place filled with books, but really a center of a school community. It it was incredible. I don't think I ever could have expected how much they'd grown in that short time. How, what, what, what emotion would you describe as, uh, what emotions were you feeling as you were there at the opening ceremony and, and as you were with the children? just so happy and I think my mom actually almost cried because it's it's been a lot of hard work 
and it's been a lot of time. So to see it all realized and to see the kids and not only the kids, but their parents and their teachers all equally excited. It's just the biggest feeling of achievement I think there is. When when I've been there, and obviously since I'm the founder, I've been to quite a few openings and I, I never get tired of them and I never get tired of visiting the libraries. But I'm, I think each time I'm still deeply touched by how excited the children are and jumping up and down and surrounding me is, was that your experience also? Yeah, absolutely. There was one little girl who hugged my leg and just wouldn't let go. And it was amazing. I mean, students were smiling and they were telling jokes. They were holding the books and showing them to each other. And it was just a really moment, a really pure moment of, joy. Um, really nice to be around. Well, that's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm really glad you got to experience it because when, when you started this, Sabella, you were living in Los Angeles and didn't really have a connection to these children in Eastern Java, Indonesia. And then, and now you're living in New Zealand so you, as you said, you'd always done this remotely. And I think that's without having seen the children who benefit from it. And I think uh, that's that's really powerful. What what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about who, who sort of who might be listening and who's thinking about, you know, I, w- I would really like to raise funds for a library for children or it could be raise funds to help anything from a dog shelter to homeless people. It could be anything. What, what advice would you give to people who are, who would like to do something like that, but feel anxiety or nervousness or that they're incapable? I think that everyone is capable of making those changes and helping to benefit the world in that way. I mean, I didn't have a plan at all, really, when I started. And as I've gone through this whole journey of raising funds for the library, I've met people um, who also want to get involved. And what I normally say to them is just to go for it. And whether, whether you do that through something small like a bake sale or even if you just set aside $5 that maybe you would have spent on coffee every month, it, it's a small change in your life that leads to a giant change in someone else's. And it's so worthwhile. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't, with, I, I get that there can be a lot of nervousness around it, but the reward, not just in terms of a personal sense of achievement, but also in terms of the real benefits, it, it's so worth it. And I just say to go for it. And and you've also had a, a ripple effect because you were connected to your friends with Alexa and then Alexa raised funds for who, who uh, started also, I think Alexa opened up her first library in Mexico on her 14th birthday and now she's raised funds for two additional libraries in Indonesia. So you've really had a ripple effect through your enthusiasm and your efforts. 
Yeah, well, I think when people see something that does have a really great effect, it's, it's exciting and it's inspiring and people generally want to get involved. Um, even the other day, there's this kid that I tutor who lives on my block. Um, and when he found out about the work I do for the libraries, he just went, oh, that's so cool. I, I want to get involved. I want to do this and that. Um, people really do have a desire to help others. And I think seeing how everyone has been so willing to help um, has been incredible. I mean, I, I couldn't have fundraised as much as I have without the help of people who have been equally excited and equally um, willing to want to put their efforts in behind this. Yeah, I always, personally, I find that if you, if you express the enthusiasm and you are committed to it, other, like you said, others really do want to help, want to make a difference. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd go up to people and I'd say, hey, um, can I use this space to sell some origami to fundraise? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Can we help you make some? Or with bake sales or uh, different things, people would put in their time to help run it. And more along the way, what it's really helped me realize is that people have this desire to do good. And it's, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's it's almost like it, it feels like to me and my experience of knowing you now for many years and being in touch about these projects is that you're really a catalyst for change and that you expressed your enthusiasm and then you brought so many other people on board and you affected this change. Yeah, well, that's very nice. Um, but but yeah, I, I, I have really seen that. Um, generally people can be scared but if you give them the opportunity and you give them something very clear like oh I'm going to do a bake sale it's going to help build a library once they have that opening everyone's always excited to take part and how do you feel now that you know that literally because of the number of years the the number of children per school varies from two to 500, but now some of these libraries have been open for quite a few years. So literally thousands of primary school age children who had no access to books have benefited through your work. How, how does that make you feel? It's just the biggest sense of achievement and I'm, I'm really just so humbled by it to think that something I did really without any direction of where it was going or how big it would grow has had such a profound in, impact. That's beautiful. Let's, uh, let's switch tracks a little bit and talk about your own, <laughs> excuse me, your own relationship to books. When did when did you start, uh, were you always read to as a child? Were there books around? When did books start becoming an important part of your life? There were books around for really as long as I can remember. Uh, my mom used to give me these little early reader books and you put a sticker down every time you'd finished reading one. And I just raced through it cause I love the satisfaction of putting down the sticker and then mm -hmm. getting a new one. Um, 
it, it was always just so much fun for me. And then even when my sisters came around, we we'd pass this giant book of myths back and forth to each other, or we'd read biographies. Um, yeah, books have just always been not only an educational tool, but really uh, a place of freedom and exploration for me. And what type of what type of books or what genres do you like to read? Oof, that's that's um that's always changing. At the moment, I've been reading um a lot of poetry. I recently for school did a extended essay on the poetry of Yeats. Um so I, I think poetry has definitely been something that I like to read. A lot of feminist literature, things like that. Anything and everything, really. And I understand from your mom, who's obviously been very supportive through this whole process, and I understand from her that you're a fan of Selena Tusitala Marsh, the poet laureate of New Zealand, who's been on one of our recent podcasts. Yes, absolutely. I was so excited to see that she'd been on. Um, I heard her speak at the New Zealand Writers Festival. Uh, was it last year? Something like that. But no, the, the work she does is just incredible and so inspiring. She's really aspirational. Well, she's she's an incredible person, and I'm so fortunate that she's one of my my newest friends. And why don't we uh, why don't we try to arrange that you get to attend something and meet her in New Zealand? That would be incredible. Yeah, let's let's do that. And she, I, mean, I know she'd enjoy it as well. And and uh, did I'm sure she had her talking stick, her her sacred Maori uh, stick with her, the toku toku, when you saw her, right? Uh, I can't quite remember, but I think so. Okay, because you have to see to- when you see Selena, you see toku toku, and it's it's uh, it's unforgettable. What what are you cur- what are you current? You said you recently read Yates. What are you currently reading? Currently, I'm in the middle of, well, I, I just finished one book, kind of in between books at the moment, called Circe, and that was by Madeline Miller. It was a reimagining of the classic myth and telling the tale through her eyes, and very much in that whole Carol Ann Duffy world life sort of way. And I've just started reading Dracula. Uh, for the first time? Yeah, for the first time. Yeah, I've I've been back to it a couple times. It's great. Uh, it's a great book, isn't it? Yeah, I I mean I'm just at the beginning, but I'm really enjoying it so far. The uh, the structure is it's ingenious, and I'm yeah I'm really liking it. Is there any book that has moved you or touched you particularly in life that you'd like to re- recommend to our listeners? Hmm. There's been so many. One that I read this year that I really was just moved by um, was When They Call You a Terrorist by Patrice Con Collins. I, I think I might need to check her name. But she was one of the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement. And the book is a memoir telling stories of childhood growing up in quite a poor area 
uh, and growing up faced with things like police brutality, um, health issues, um, a mother who had to work several jobs for the family to get by. And it's quite a confronting story and it's quite brutal. Um, but what I really liked about it is despite all the hardship that she goes through, the underlying message of the book is one of love and one of empathy. And I think it's just such an important thing to have in this day and age. And, and yeah, I'd say that it's definitely something that everyone should read. Mm. And, and it seems like that's, that's been a very, uh, important topic in New Zealand, given that in the recent past, New Zealand had its first terrorist attack. Yeah, absolutely. That was devastating. Um, But on the bright side, what I do think it's made very clear is our priority to accept everyone and to embrace everyone and to fight hate with this message of acceptance and love. Mm, Beautiful. So Bella, you're now 18 and you'll be graduating in December, right? Yeah. Graduating from high school, that is. And what's next for Sabella Moffat? What's, what's the next step on the road? Definitely university. Um, I'm a bit unsure where at the moment. So I've, I've applied for a few things. Um, I've applied for English or law. So we'll see where that takes me. But beyond that, I, I generally just want to continue in the same sort of path of learning and exploring. And definitely, I, I never want to stop reading. But that's, uh, that's something I can certainly relate to as you well, I'm sure as you can imagine, given what I've dedicated my life to, um, do you have any, do you have any aspirations or do you have any career ideas of where you, I know it's very young at 18 to, to even have a thought around that, but do you have any ideas of which direction you'd like to go in? I have a few different ideas, nothing I'm completely set on yet, but I think that it would be really interesting to go into a career um, around law, specifically because I do want to try to make, I want to continue making these impacts on people's lives. And I think what that might be able to do is help me do it at a a larger scale than what I currently able to do. Well, that's certainly admirable and, and something that we need. Is there anything? Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Any final thoughts? Any uh, any final? Uh, for example, are you are you thinking of continuing with your work in philanthropy in the future? Definitely, it's something I I never want to stop doing. Um, Actually, it's something my sisters never want to stop doing. I think they'll definitely continue even once I've left the house. And overall, I just I, what my work with Rajada has taught me is the value of small actions and the value of having a good intention and acting on it. Uh, and just to really trust and believe that people want to make a difference and people will rally behind a good cause. 
I think getting yourself involved with something like Wajaba brings out the good in the world. And it's definitely something that I, I want to continue doing. And I think that's a beautiful sentiment of the importance of even when we have big ideas to take small steps and get started. And I think that's a that's a wonderful thought to leave us on. Sabella, thank you so much for all you've done, for all you've done for the world, for your the inspiration you provide to others and for everything you've done for children. Well, thank you so much. Um, you and Wajaba, it's been incredible to work with you for the past few years um, and to talk with you right now. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for joining us today from New Zealand, Sabella. 